Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And welcome to another episode of AG Relates. Now, first things first, I want to thank you all so much for listening to the podcast, following me on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever it is you've managed to pick me up from. Um, and yeah, getting involved in the discussions that have been going on across the various different social media strands throughout the week. So, out of all the que- there were a number of posts that I put out this week, a number of posts this week, but there was one in particular that I, that I wanted to get into in this in this episode here, um, and that was around the whole cheating subject, you know. And the question I asked was: in the, in a relationship, in the event of somebody cheating, can they ever be trusted again? Now, as you can imagine from a subject title such as that, there were a variety variety of of responses um feelings laid out emotions laid out um points of view displayed um and as you can imagine what the vast majority of them clearly pointed in one particular direction but i just i just thought that this would be a prime opportunity really to get underneath the skin of this very subject which is obviously at the forefront of quite a few people's minds um and go through it. So, here we go. In a relationship, if someone cheats, can they ever be trusted again? <laughs> so before we get into the subject here, let me put out my little disclaimer. I am not talking about anyone in particular when it comes to my response to this, um, or any response in any of the podcasts, come to think, think of it. This is not a reflection of what is going on in my present relationship, or indeed a reflection on any particular past one i just wanted to put that out there because i've had a few people come up to me and talking to me go is it about me is it about us is it about what went on or what has gone on and then anything that i'm putting out on here is literally impartial my advice that i put out or my opinion that i put out may be based on on certain experiences of my past both personal and of that of which i've either witnessed or been consulted on but by no means is it a particular or specific finger pointing exercise at anything that's occurred previously so I just thought I'd say that first of all now getting into the subject of trust before we get into the element of cheating trust is that fine silver lining that floats right between every relationship and I say every relationship but I mean every relationship not just that of the romantic kind now when you talk about your friendships when you talk about your relationships with your family members your children, your parents, your uncles, aunts, cousins, brothers and sisters. There's that fine line of being able to trust that those people have your best interests at heart. And that's the particular point of trust that I want to take a look at here because that's the particular point of trust that gets broken. And it's the most fragile of the lot of them. You know, there are several different versions of trust out there. You know, you can trust that someone will be there on time. You can trust that someone will say the right thing. But when it comes to trusting that someone has got your best interests at heart, trusting that someone is going to put you first above their own needs or above a circumstance, then that is a fragile line of trust that takes a long time to earn and and seconds to burn and that's the bit in this instance here that's the true essence of the, in this instance here which causes the pain which causes the pain it's that line of trust 
you know? Whenever I've spoken to people about um, situations where their other halves have cheated, that's the bit that gets them. That's the bit that causes the tears, that causes and provokes that question of how could they? That how could they question is of sheer disbelief because that person was in such a position of trust. That person was in such a position of trusting that they would put them first or them up in the top ends of their needs. How could they throw that all away? And that's the bit, the true bit that hurts. That's where all the pain comes from. And that's the bit that then, because most people don't find a way of actually getting past that, that's the baggage that we carry on from one relationship to the next. Now, I've chosen to go down the line of looking into the trust factor before we look at all the possible reasons as to why a, che- an, an, a cheat could cheat or an affair could occur. Because it's the, this is the, the, the actual act itself is not the bit. It's not the bit that destroys the relationship. It's not. It's not the bit that burns a hole in the ship. It's not the bit that makes it sink. It's not the iceberg to the Titanic. The destruction of that absolute trust, the destruction of that safe place is what really destroys homes, is what really destroys relationships. You know? And that's the bit that causes people to feel so hurt. That's the bit that causes people to feel so distrusted, so scorned. Because this person that they looked up to, this person that they probably held in in that position themselves, this person that they have probably notoriously put forth first, has now dishonoured that relationship, has now dishonoured that position of trust. So that's the pain side of it, you know? That's the pain side of it. And the true point to getting past that, if you wanted to get past it in terms of, whether that be in terms of being able to take the other person on again, you know, take this person back, or whether it be just to be able to put this whole situation to bed so that when you get into your next relationship, when you get into, when you move and turn the page, you don't end up soaking the ink through or carrying the same baggage over into the next relationship. You have to be able to separate the two. You have to be able to extract the hurt. The situation, the circumstance is something that you can do, absolutely do something about, and we'll get into that into a second. But the pain that's associated with that trust being destroyed has to be put to bed, has to be put or placed somewhere. It has to be aired. And in most cases, most cases, we either destroy the relationship and go, you know what, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. This relationship is over. We're not, we're not doing this me and you thing again. And you never speak of it again. Or it turns into a blazing argument at which, at which point, ultimately, no one gets their feelings aired. And that's why we end up carrying this forward. And it changes, it evolves from being a point of pain now to a point of fear. So it creates situations where we feel the need to check up on our new other half. It creates situations where we feel like we need to question our new other half and dig deep to try and find the bit, find the problem. So the problem with looking for smoke is you usually find fire. Inevitably, you could end up being that person that causes this person to cheat through your suspicious nature. 
you know, through your suspicious nature, you end up creating the very thing that you fear the most. You have to separate the two. You have to extract the emotion and deal with the emotion. Deal with the hurt, deal with the betrayal, deal with the feeling that you have towards the individual. Deal with the, 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 the feeling that you have towards that particular person so that it doesn't become that gender. And that's what happens a lot of the time when, you come, when, it, when we have unresolved emotions and unresolved feelings, they evolve into a general blanket of pain. So it's not this guy that broke your heart, it's men or dogs. It's not this woman that took you to the clip that took you to the took your heart to the chipper. It's all women are bitches, and that's where it comes from, and it starts that way. And then you become the aggressor now because as far as you're concerned, when you walk into the next relationship, you're heading in there already with your shields up and go, right, I'm gonna get mine first. Now, when you're talking about getting yours first, it could be you're going to lash out first. It could be that I'm going to cheat on you before you cheat on me. It could be that I'm going to be so aware, so aware of all the signals, all the things that this guy before did to me to make sure that you don't do this to me. And therefore, you end up creating the same situation because now you put the other person and made them absolutely miserable. You've taken this new person and this new opportunity, this new relationship, where you could have had everything you wanted, and instead of having everything you wanted, you recreated everything that you had. And you invite the same insecurities that you had in the previous relationship into the new one, quite simply because you didn't deal, you didn't deal with the emotions at the time. You allowed the pain to become a fear. Now, when you get to the whole subject of people cheating, whoo, you get a whole plethora of reasons, excuses, circumstances as to how, stroke, why, it's the other person's fault, it's the universe's fault, it's the government's fault, it's the it's my father, my daughter, my mother, my uncle, my granddad's fault as to why. I'm a cheat as to why I do this. It's just what I do. There's all sorts of things that come out. But the fundamental, crucial, underlying, underpinning thing here, and the sole reason as to why people cheat, is because, quite simply, they're not happy. Happy people don't cheat on people that make them happy. It's a very simple equation. It's a bit like trying to have an argument with someone that isn't arguing back. It doesn't occur. If you're in a relationship that you are truly happy, and I mean by happy, I don't mean just getting the sexual side of you fulfilled. I mean you've got the sexual side of you fulfilled. You're fulfilled spiritually. You do if you get on like a house on fire. You enjoy each other's company. You have your own space. Whatever it is, all these elements that are involved, whatever these elements are involved that make you happy, if they are all ticking your boxes, you're not seeing anything outside. You're not seeing other people. You're only seeing that person. So when people cheat, and this is what I, when people cheat, they are cheating because they're not happy. And once you can swallow that and you can start to dissect it a little bit further and don't get caught up in the who makes who happy here. You have to ask yourself primarily, do I know what makes me happy? There are many people out there listening to this podcast right now and also the people that you know and I know and everybody, and everybody else wandering around, wandering around the world that made a sacrifice when they went into their relationships. They made a choice. 
They took a look at the other person that was in front of them and they ever thought that this was the best that they were going to get. They thought this was the best deal for now. They looked at the person and thought, you know what? I could put up with that. Whatever the circumstance or set saying was at the time, that that point you decided, you made a decision to not be happy. You made a decision to not be happy. At a point when you decided that you were going to settle for what was in front of you. And when I, excuse, don't excuse my tone here of saying, right, well, the person in front of you is no good. They could be well and good. They could be fine. They're just not for you. But you decided that you were going to settle for what you had in front of you, knowing full well it wasn't going to make you happy. And therefore, ultimately made the decision that you were going to cheat or they were going to cheat because one of you was going to make each other so miserable that you wanted to, you wanted to part companies and move away. At some point in that down the line, down the time timeline. The point is, I'm getting with this point here, is when it is discovered that someone cheat has cheated, we focus so much on blame. Whose fault it was. When really and truly that's not the bit that's the matter of concern. Is what part of that relationship or what part of that connection with the other person? Was it that made you so unhappy that you decided to continue your search before ending your stay? And that's what it is. When you take a look at most people that, that, that cheat on people, they end up rolling from one relationship to the next. Now, that's not the sign of someone that wants to be single. That's the sign of someone that's searching for something that's missing. And what they decided to do was they decided that rather than letting the person go so that they could commence their search, they decided they were going to hold on to this individual so they kept hold of what they've got whilst they looked for somebody else. And that, my friend, that bit there is wrong. My view when it comes to cheating, and this is not me sitting in a glass house saying, you know what, I'm perfect because I've been on, a, on, on both sides of this fence here. But that's also what gives me the authority really and truly to talk about this subject right here. If you discover that you are not getting what you want from your relationship, the first thing you need to do is decide whether or not it's possible. Secondly, you need to decide whether or not you want to. And if the answer to that you want to question is no, then do the decent thing and leave rather than creating a cycle of hurt. Do the decent thing and step out and leave. And don't play a part in creating the next girl that's going to walk into another good guy's life and destroy it. Don't play your part in, in, in hurting a guy and creating the next player that's going to go out and break the next 25 to 30 hearts. Do the right thing. Man up, woman up, whatever way you want to call it. Leave before you commence your search for the replacement. Because at the end of the day, truly and truly, when it comes to the subject of cheating, the trust never really ever comes back. You may be able to see past, see past what someone has done to you if you decide to stay, but you'll never trust them the same way again. You know? It's a bit like when you burn grass. It will never, it will never grow back in that spot again once it's burned. 
It might grow around it, but that burnt spot will always be there. And this is exactly the same thing within your relationship here. If you are, even if you try with your utmost, try with everything you've got to make that trust back up if you're the person that broke it, recognize this other individual. Whilst they might be promising you and promising themselves and therefore really, really concentrating on not nitpicking over the things that might reflect on how they truly feel, they do still truly feel it. They still look at you every now and again and wonder why. They still want to look at you every now and again and wonder, what if? Is it going to happen again? They still look at themselves in the mirror every now and again and go, why wasn't I good enough? Don't be the spark of that. Let them go with a reason as to why you need to let them go so they can go on to find who they're supposed to be with and you can go on to find who's going to make you happy. Also on top of that, on top of that, check yourselves. When I say check yourselves, I don't mean check your relationship and check yourselves. What makes you happy? What do you need from your relationship and what do you want from your relationship? And then before, once you've answered those two questions to yourself, before your relationship hits an iceberg, before the two of you start bickering and arguing, before you start noticing all the short skirts that are running around outside, before you start noticing all the guys in sharp suits that are walking around you at the office, invest in what you have, invest in your partner, tell them what it is that you're missing, speak to them and tell them, communicate within your relationship, that's what it is that's not quite right. So that the two of you can sit together and be on the same page and fix it. Right, so I'm going to sign off for this week. I think that's enough of me clogging up your airwaves as we approach the 18 minute mark. Just want to give a big quick shout out <laughs> and unscrupulous pr- um, sort of plug here for my first novel, Love, Lust, Love, that is available on Amazon or you can get it for, directly from the publisher's um, website. I'll put both links at the bottom of this um, the t- uh, of the description for this podcast here today. Um, the book tells an amazing love story that's amazingly ordinary. There's not it's not it's not fantastic. It's not fanatical in any shape or form of two people getting into a relationship and all of the scrapes, toils, struggles, challenges, and com- comical moments along the way, as well as the lust, the, the steamy stuff that they encounter. But it, the book tells a story from both sides so you get to get into his head and you get to get into her head it was it's I have to say I'm overly proud of myself for completing it and it has now opened up a whole new world um, of possibilities in terms of being an author dreams that I had long since thought I'd put to bed that are now coming to the surface and I'm actually really enjoying writing the next book as we're coming along and hitting the 14,000 um, word mark so there'll be many more to come but this one's available on Amazon it's available by the publisher's website Run out there, go and grab your copy. Drop a comment, um, drop a comment down on um, or review down on the Amazon website for me. That'd be great, um, and we'll drive it up into the top ten. Right, so that's out me out for another week. I will catch you all next week. In this meantime, you stay strong, you stay focused, and you have a great day. Take care.